welcome to the Ghosties Podcast. I'm Christina, a psychic medium. And I'm Missy, a medium-ish. We are besties who look for ghosties. Join us as we talk all things paranormal, go on the occasional investigation, and receive messages from spirit and our spirit guides along the way. This is Ghosties. (laughs) Ooh, it scared me. (laughs) Why did it scare you? It just all of a sudden, like, it was like, boom. (laughs) I'm hearing out of one of my earbuds, not super. Welcome. Welcome. Why am I only hearing out of one of my earbuds? I don't know. You sounded really far away for a second. Great. <laughs> how hey, is everybody doing? Tell me about how you've been. <coughs> oh, um, well, yeah, sorry. It, <clears throat> it's just happening. I, yeah, um, we've, we're kind of a little under the weather right now, but everybody pretty much that I know of is, so yeah, we are, we're surviving. How are you? I've been doing good. It's been a weird vibe lately, but so far, knock on wood, hanging on. <laughs> yeah, you've had like a creeper around your house and everything. Oh my gosh, y'all. So yesterday, um, we, I woke up um, a little bit later than usual, but um, I woke up to Ruby barking. And I mean, you know, she does that sometimes, but this was kind of unusual. It was like this urgent maybe like someone was at the door kind of bark so I let it go for like I don't know 20-30 minutes and then finally I went to go look out the front window to see what it was and there was a man that was standing at the end of our driveway looking down our driveway and looking like he was getting ready to walk down it uh no thank you yeah and our neighbor um I won't say his name on here but our neighbor was actually in the yard getting ready to leave for work And he saw him and pulled his phone out and started taking a picture of him. And then he confronted him and I, you know, he was like, you know, what are you doing? And this guy said, I need a bike. I don't have a bike anymore. Uh, No. Yeah. So like, I don't know, it was back in the summertime. I saw this guy uh, another time. He was at the 7-Eleven down at the corner. He came up and walked up behind me and another lady that was checking out and he was drinking coffee. Like he had got himself a coffee from in there. And he looked at me and he said, buy my coffee. Mm. And the way he said it was like, and he was so close to me. It made me feel like, okay, if I say no, he might hurt me. <clears throat> oh God. So I thought, all right, it's not worth the $2. So I paid for his coffee and then now the next time I see him, he's standing at the edge of our driveway. So, oh, that was fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. Very creepy. Yeah, it's been a really weird, I don't know, a weird week. Yes. So a lot of stuff. But next mm-hmm. week is a holiday and we have kind of a three day week at school. We have a teacher work day on Thursday and then I have a lot of family coming in town. So it's just going to be, I have an exam on Monday. All the things are happening. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot going on, but hopefully the vibe is not as eerie and things go a little smoother. I know. We're at yeah. the 
end of um, eclipse season. We've got four more days, so. Oh, right. Isn't something like Mars something, Mars retrograde? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's apparently sort of, I guess, because something's happening in Gemini that it's almost like a Mercury retrograde. Yes. Is that what I viewed correctly in the videos? I believe so. Are we getting ready to have like a solar eclipse, I believe, too? Um, on the 8th, 7th, 8th, maybe, lunar yeah. eclipse? Solar. I don't know. One of those things. Let's see. I saw something about it. I wish I knew more about this stuff. <laughs> I just haven't even had time to like look into it. I briefly see it mentioned, and then that's about all the time I have to dive into it these days. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, so... That's pretty much it. Just been hanging. <laughs> Holidays are coming, so things are going to get even busier for everyone. I know. Ugh. When does your break start for Thanksgiving? Um, We get <clears throat> the day before Thanksgiving off, and then obviously the day after. That's cool. Yeah. Um, And then I think we have like two or three weeks, and then we're out for a couple weeks. That'll be nice. Yeah, because all my my college exams should be over. I have to take like my big exam that I tried to take that my system just didn't work that night. I have to take that. <coughs> excuse me. Before the spring semester, so I gotta get that scheduled. So all the exams will be over, and I should have like a few weeks where I'm not doing schoolwork. Yes. Yeah. So that will be kind of a break. Yes, that'll be awesome. Yes. Happy holidays, right? <laughs> hey, y'all. It's Christina from the Ghosties Podcast. And I get this question all the time. How can I book a session with you? Head on over to christinathemedium.com. I offer meet your spirit guide sessions, spirit chat phone calls with yours truly, distance Reiki by proxy sessions, as well as Reiki certification classes. If you've been thinking for a while now about jumpstarting your spiritual awakening and healing journey, definitely check out christinathemedium.com or find me on my TikTok channel at christinathemedium and click on my link tree to book a session. Looking forward to working with each of you. Love y'all. Oh, hello. And we're back. <laughs> what are we talking about? Doppelgangers. Yes. Do you have the definition of a doppelganger for those that do not know what they are? I do. Yes. I knew you were prepared. <laughs> <laughs> the Wikipedia says that doppelgangers is a biologically unrelated lookalike or a double of a living person. It's a German word that means double goer. In fiction and mythology, a doppelganger is portrayed as a ghostly or paranormal phenomenon and usually is seen as a harbinger of bad luck. Other traditions... Wow, sorry, I did not know that. Yeah. Other traditions and stories equate a doppelganger with an evil twin. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, I just thought it was like, you know, when you saw somebody that, you know, that people say, oh, this person looks just like you. Kind of. Yeah. Everybody has a twin. Yeah. So, like, I had an experience like that in high school. 
in high school, I always had like stories from friends. They would come up to me like, you know, I'd be getting off a shift and I would see a friend and they would say, oh my gosh, how'd you get here so soon? I just saw you at Chesapeake Square. And, you know, I'd be down at like Suffolk by Cedar Point. I'd be like, what are you talking about? I wasn't down at the mall. But I had at least 10 instances where I had friends say, I just saw you at the mall and I talked to you. You were very like closed lipped, but we talked and I never saw these people at that mall. Weird. Yeah. Strange. I used to have people that would say that they saw me like randomly in Norfolk. I'm like, that is definitely not me. And it wasn't when I lived over there either. Oh, gee. Yep. So there's some, I have a twin around here somewhere. Right. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) All right. So. I've got some stories of doppelgangers. Um, This one says, one of the fascinating reports of a doppelganger comes from an American writer, Robert Dale Owen, who (laughs) recounted the tale. I'm so sorry. I'm going to try not to cough the whole time. I can't mute this. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, He recounts the tale of a 32-year-old French woman named Emily uh, Saget. She was a teacher at a local school, which was an exclusive girls' school near Walmart, which is now known as Latvia. I thought you said Walmart. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Not Walmart. Hmm. One day in 1845, while Emily was writing on the talk board, she reported that her exact double appeared next to her. Yeah. The doppelganger precisely copied the teacher's every move as she wrote on her chalkboard except that it was not holding any chalk. 13 students in the room also witnessed the event. Oh, God. Yeah. During the next year, Emily's doppelganger was seen several more times, the most astonishing instance of which was in full view of an entire student body of 42 students on a summer day in 1846. As they all sat at long tables working, they all reported that they saw Emily in the school's garden gathering flowers. When the teacher left the room to talk to the headmistress, her doppelganger appeared in her chair while the real Emily could be seen fiddling for flowers in the garden. Hmm. Two girls approached the phantom and tried to touch it, but felt an odd resistance in the air surrounding the apparition. The image then slowly vanished and disappeared. This other one, yeah. That one was giving me, like, did they walk into, like, a parallel dimension type of vibe? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. This one says, a French novelist, uh, I hope I say his name right, Guy de Moussepont. (laughs) Oh, okay. I like it. Yes. (laughs) He was inspired to write a short story named Louis. After a disturbing doppelganger experience that he had in 1889, while writing, he claimed that his body double entered his study, sat down beside him, and began dictating the story that he was in the process of writing. In his story, yeah, in his story, the narrative is told by a man who is convinced that he is going crazy after having glimpsed what appears to be his body double. For Guy, who claimed to have had numerous encounters with his doppelganger, the story proved somewhat prophetic. At the end of his life, Guy was committed to a mental institution following a suicide attempt in 1892. The following year, he passed away. 
it has been suggested that Guy's vision of his body double could be linked to the mental illness caused by syphilis, which he contracted oh. as a young man. Not syphilis. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one says, in the 16th century, an English poet whose work was often uh, touching on the metaphysical in terms of topic. Uh, I hope I pronounced this correctly. Donay. Donay claimed to have been visited by his wife's doppelganger while he was in Paris. She appeared to him holding their newborn baby. So apparently like his wife was still at home while he was making this trip and she was pregnant at the time. She appeared to him holding a newborn baby. However, he was quite distressed by the apparition because it was a portrait of great sadness and mourning. At that same moment, he came to realize later that that doppelganger made their appearance. His wife had given birth to a stillborn child. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, this story first appeared in a biography of his that was published in 1675, more than 40 years after he had passed away. The English writer Isaac Walton, a friend of his, also related a similar tale about the poet's experience. However, scholars have questioned the authenticity of both accounts as they differ in some of the details. Mm-hmm. I feel like that one was like a soul-to-soul connection. I feel like because, you know, he was married to his wife and they were getting ready to have a baby usually in big events like that, you know, when there's a passing or, you know, when we exert, you know, a lot of sadness or anger, very often when we're struggling like that, it's almost like our spirit will send out like this energetic SOS to the people around us. And that's why we get these feelings all of a sudden, Hey, I need to call so-and-so and and check on them. Right. We'll start to dream about people and get this feeling like we need to reach out to them. I feel like that's kind of similar so yeah um let's see so this one's kind of short um it says uh my my husband saw his doppelganger in our hallway last night we live in an old farmhouse and we have had many paranormal and unexplained experiences we've had paranormal investigators to our house and we are waiting on their report thus far last night i was in the bathtub my husband came into the bathroom to wash his hands and went back to do laundry He was in the laundry room and looked through the kitchen and I could see that he was looking at me through the hallway, but buck naked. (laughs) He called my name and he said, she turned his, Oh, this gives me the chills. He called my name and I turned my face towards him and gave him this look almost like I didn't know who he was. It was almost like somebody was making the facial expression for me. I saw myself walk over towards him, and then I saw our son come out of the side of the wall, but from a place that did not have a door. Our son then faced my husband, who was buck naked, and asked who exactly I was talking to, and acted like he could not see my husband standing there. When I finally turned my attention back to my naked husband, he was no longer there, and once again standing in the laundry room. Um, <laughs> really odd. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Why naked? That's all I gotta say. Like, seriously, why, why did it have to be that way? <laughs> exactly. Um, let's see. 
So I asked my guides, I asked the guys about what exactly doppelgangers are. And they said that a lot of these instances kind of vary from case to case, like kind of like what the stories that we've read kind of, you know, differ from. They said, but some big uh, key factors that contribute to doppelgangers. They said, number one, anytime we weigh the pros and cons of a decision, no matter what that is, big or small, um, you know, whether or not we should go to the doctor, who we should get married to, all these big decisions, we exert energy when we think about the pros and cons, whether or not we should make this choice or that. And they've always said that energy has to go somewhere. So basically they've said that once we make a decision, that's where we redirect our energy to. But then they said, Christina, where does the other energy go? The energy from that opposite decision that you didn't live out. And I was like, I don't know. Y'all tell me. (laughs) They said, basically another version of you is created and an energetic version of you lives out that opposite choice that you did not make. So it kind of speaks to like, what is it? The multiverse, basically that there's this, you know, multiverse above, you know, a multiverse, you know, infinite versions of ourselves everywhere. Right. Um, But they said, you know, think about it. Think about the energy that we exert in the big life decisions that we have. And where would that energy go once it's gone? So they showed me like, you know, in those instances, when we're seeing what we think is a doppelganger, is it really just like a psychic apparition of some choice that we made? And, you know, that's us living out that opposite choice kind of somewhere in some parallel dimension. And we kind of peek into that in that moment. It's trippy stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, They said there's also something called timeline vortices or like a timeline vortex. They said a timeline vortex basically encompasses every version of us that exists here on earth in this current lifetime that we're in. So they they gave me the uh, analogy from Einstein in his theory of relativity. Um, He said that everything in space time is happening now. It all exists now. There is really no past, present or future. It's all here now, right? And that's hard for us to kind of grasp because we see time linearly. But from that theory, you can say, okay, there is some version of Christina somewhere, the five-year-old version that's blowing out her candles on her fifth birthday, that's existing somewhere on this plane still. There's the 85-year-old version of Christina that is ready to get out of here (laughs) somewhere, you know, existing you know, there's the 38 year old Christina now that's reading this podcast. So there's infinite versions of, you know, ourselves, both past, present and future that I think sometimes we kind of peek through the veil and we see that older or younger version of ourselves. And I sent you a story about this on TikTok that I'm going to kind of paraphrase here, but a paranormal investigator was talking to a pretty well-known other paranormal investigator and they were telling her about a case that they had investigated. <laughs> they said basically they had investigated this case where a girl recounted a memory that she had from childhood in her grandmother's house. She had been in the parlor of her grandmother's house and she was probably like six or seven and it was cold outside. So grandma was putting a coat on this little girl and they were the only two in the house. 
all of a sudden they see a middle-aged woman walk through the center hallway, make eye contact with them, and all of them simultaneously start to scream. And they said that that woman disappeared as soon as they started to scream. So when this, you know, lady finally grew up, her grandmother eventually passed away and she was in charge of selling the house. When she was doing the final walkthrough through the house, she happened to look over in the parlor and see a vision of her grandmother zipping her coat up, just like that memory she had of seeing that lady in the hallway screaming. So she was seeing the older version of herself standing in the hallway, <laughs> doing the final walkthrough of her grandmother's house long after she had passed away. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. That's really trippy. That is creepy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, think about it. I think a lot of hauntings really aren't hauntings. What if it's just an older version of us <laughs> that we're seeing, you know, or right. an older version of our spouse? What if, you know, who's to say? Let's see. Um, they really all- creepy. Yeah. They also said that sometimes doppelgangers can be a representation of an emotion. Um, For instance, like when uh, a teenager goes through puberty and often they have like poltergeist activity kick up around them. Very often you hear about like mimic spirits during that time. You see like alternate versions of the family members, but they look evil in nature. And very often they say that this is really a representation of either anger or like sadness or depression that that person that is going through puberty is trying to direct to one of the parents, but has not been able to express thus far. So like that reminded me of when I was a teenager and my brother saw that evil version of my mother standing in his bedroom doorway with no Still can't shake that story. Yeah. Was that like a mimic spirit or was that my anger that I had for my mother? And that's how it appeared. (coughs) Who's to say? Right. Um, And then they also said, you know, you could absolutely have like a mimic spirit in your space that's trying to gain access to certain areas of the house. Um, So that's always an option. They also said that some of these accounts are like clairvoyant premonitions, basically, of something that's about to happen. And we're just having like a waking vision, basically, of that event that's about to take place. Hmm. so that's the impression that I got from them I don't know that there's like evil versions of ourselves like you know marching around the earth (laughs) I hope not I mean I feel like sometimes I'm evil enough (laughs) (coughs) I'm so sorry about the cough (coughs) poor thing I hope you feel better well this show y'all this was very creepy Oh my gosh, now I'm yawning. Jesus, take the wheel. This is very creepy and very, I really had no idea there were, you know, doppelgangers weren't just somebody that just looked at you randomly around the world. So I am enlightened now. Right. And I mean, I have seen stories of like people that, you know, see somebody that's like their identical twin, but they're not really twins. They just look so much alike. So, I mean, I think that there's probably like, you know, genetic anomalies that happen where people, you know happen to be born that look like us but right yeah 
So yeah. Awesome. Doppelgangers. So find yeah. us guys on TikTok. Uh Facebook. Instagram. YouTube. And email us your stories at the ghosties podcast at gmail.com. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Yes. Okay, bye. Bye.